You're listening to episode number 92 of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. In today's episode, we are continuing a four-part series called Planning Your Most Epic Year Ever, and today is part three. So if you have missed part one or part two, I definitely recommend pausing this and going back and listening to those first because those sort of set the foundation for what I'm about to share in today's episode. So today, I'm going to be focusing on showing you how to plan the business goals and plan the business strategy that you have moving into the next year. So if you are ready, let's get right into it. Hey, Mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan. And I'm here for all you mom photographers out there feeling overwhelmed trying to raise a thriving family and build a profitable business you love. I'm a business and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to the never ending to-do lists, endless hours of editing, and the trail of messes strewn across the floor. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to step into the role as CEO in your motherhood and your business. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, take some serious action, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth, then you're in the right place. Hey mama, welcome back to the show. I I'm so glad that you're here today. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking time out of your day to hang out with me. I love getting to chat with you and some of you are really starting to respond when I ask. So I'm going to keep asking. I love hearing from you guys when I get DMs on Instagram or replies back to my emails that you guys are listening to the episodes, that they are resonating, and that you are actually taking action. It makes me so happy. So if you have enjoyed the podcast, I would love for you to just just take a quick minute, pause this, and come let me know over on Instagram. And while you're over on Instagram in my DMs, I would love for you to answer the question of the episode, which is, what is your favorite part of owning your own business? So head on over to Instagram. My handle is at the purpose gathering and let me know who you are. I want to put a face to your name. I want to hear from you and get to know you better. For those of you who might just be tuning in for the first time and you might be giving this podcast a try. I always love to take a minute to just introduce myself and let you know who I am and what the purpose gathering is all about. So my name is Ashley Freehan, and I am the founder of The Purpose Gathering, which is an online community and education platform for mom photographers. So in addition to this weekly podcast, I also have a six-month group coaching program for mom photographers who are ready to take their side hustle to the next level, who are ready to step into the role as CEO in not only their business, but also their motherhood, and find that harmony between balancing both and feeling 
confident and clear about what their strategy is and how they can create a sustainable and profitable photography business. So if you're interested in learning more about the program, you can head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash coaching. And up in the upper right-hand corner, there is a button there where you can schedule a discovery call. I would love to hop on a call and get to know more about you and your business and where you are and where you are headed and how I can help support you in getting there. So the cool thing about this program is that it's not just education, it's also a lot of accountability and implementation. So I know as busy mamas that we tend to get enough information, but we don't always tend to know what to do with that information, and we don't always have someone holding us accountable. So I'm going to be presenting you the right information in the correct order, step-by-step through this program and allowing implementation weeks in between each lesson and coaching calls as a group where you can get very specific feedback on what it is that you are experiencing in your business right then and there. So I would love to see you inside the Side Hustler to CEO program. Okay, and before we get into the meat of the episode, I always love to also do a let's get personal section where I can just share with you some new things that I am thinking about or things that I'm working on and just what's going on in my world. I think it's really fun to connect with the host of a show and get to know them on a more personal level. So first of all, I want to share with you guys the idea of chiropractic care. This is something that's always been really important to me, but what's really new is that I have not been sleeping well. I have been getting really bad neck aches, and so I thought that I might need a new pillow. And so my chiropractor let me borrow a pillow, and it's not the best pillow for me right now. Um, I think it's too high. So the one I currently have is too low, and this one's too high, and I'm still getting neck aches. So I've yet to find the perfect pillow So if you know of one, let me know because I am on the hunt. Also, something that I've really been struggling with lately is my iPhone is always full. Can anyone else relate? I don't understand. I have way too many photos, I guess, and too many videos. I don't know, but I'm a photographer and I love videos and photos. And so my phone is always constantly full So I posted on Instagram the other day talking about this and I got some really good tips. So I wanted to share them with you. First of all, podcasts that you download can take up a lot of space. So that could be something that you could check out. Also, there is a recently deleted folder on your iPhone. And so you have to empty that if you actually want to get the stuff off your iPhone, at least for mine you do. And then third, someone told me about Amazon cloud storage. So if you're an Amazon Prime member, I'm pretty sure you get unlimited cloud storage or something to that effect. I heard about it. I don't have Amazon Prime. I actually use my mom's Amazon Prime right now. (laughs) So I am going to be signing up for that so I can take advantage of that. So anyways, I wanted to share that with you guys. And I also am just having storage issues on all fronts. My laptop is full. My external RAID drives are full. And my desktop computer is full too. So I clearly need some help with storage. So If you know any really excellent speakers or someone that could come on the podcast and share about storage, I would absolutely love it. Because I think 
as photographers, we all tend to have storage issues because our files are so big. Anyways, on to the rest of the episode. All right, you guys. So this episode is going to be all about really focusing on the most important things in your business. As busy mamas, our time is very limited. And so I want to make sure that you are focusing on the right things in your business. Now, the first step that we're going to talk about right now is going to be real brief, and it is to take care of yourself first. So episode 90 and 91, if you haven't listened yet, those are really crucial episodes because those are all about creating your personal plan for the year and how you're going to focus on taking care of yourself and your family first, because that should be the priority. And Everything else that's coming next in today's episode and next week's episode are going to be hard to actually put into practice if you don't have the foundation of your personal planning down. So that's why I wanted to just revisit that step because it's really important that you do that first. Next, I want you to, if you haven't already, download the workbook that goes with today's episode. So the past two episodes had a special set of worksheets that went together, and now episode 92 and 93 will have a second set of worksheets that go with them as well. So if you haven't downloaded that, be sure to go grab that over at thepurposegathering.com slash epic workbook. Okay. So now I want to talk to you about creating space in your calendar to think about your business. So this is going to be above and beyond your client work, okay? So right now, I want you to think about this. When are you going to sit down and actually do what I'm about to teach you in today's episode? This is something that you need to have this work block. It's called your CEO time. This work block needs to be in your schedule every week and it should be around the same time. If you can dedicate, you know, three to four hours on this every single week, that's ideal. But I know that's not always going to be possible. So try to get at least two hours in a week that you can. And this is when you should be really focusing on the future of your business. Those really important tasks that are going to help you streamline and find clarity on what tasks to be working on when you actually sit down to work. Now, if you can do a CEO retreat every single quarter, you can do this by yourself, you can do this with your friends, whatever you can figure out, this is going to really help you to sit down every single quarter and look at your your plan for the year, and figure out what are the most actionable steps that you want to take this quarter. It could even be just taking a day, you know, having your spouse watch the kids and going to a coffee shop for the day and just focusing on the strategy side. So the reason why this is so important is because if you don't carve out time in your schedule to do this, none of this really matters. The biggest struggle that I hear mamas facing is time management and never having enough time. And truly what I believe is that it's not about having enough time, it's about making time for the most important things. 
So creating those work blocks where you're going to be working on your business, creating that space in your schedule where you can focus even more on a higher level every quarter is going to be really important. Okay, so now let's talk about what you are going to do during that time. So especially when you are thinking about the year ahead, so at the time of recording this, we're talking about the year 2022, but you could be, you know, listening to the replay later and be focusing on this for the year ahead. It doesn't have to be the brand new start of a year. So what I would like you to focus on and grab that worksheet because it has space in there for you to write down what I'm about to talk about. So you can kind of brainstorm some different ideas of what works best for you. Now, what I'm about to share with you is the five key areas of marketing. And I actually have heard these from a couple of different people, so I want to give them credit. First of all, I heard it from Haley Burkhead. And then secondly, I heard it from my coach, Rachel Cook. And then what I've done is I've taken what I've learned from both of them, and I've sort of created a very similar outline, but I call it something a little bit different. So it's not exactly what they call it, but it's super similar. So I want to give them credit because both of them came up with this idea. Um, I did not. I have just adapted it. Okay, so real quick before I dive into each one individually, I just wanted to give you the rundown of all five. So first we have visibility, second, relationship marketing, third, nurture, fourth, invite, and five, epic client experience. Okay, let's first talk about visibility. I think you probably know by now that if you want to be successful as a photographer, you have to have people know about you, right? That is always sort of what we're striving after. And I think a lot of us fall into this habit of thinking that we can only be visible on Instagram, or we can only be visible on Facebook. And so we pour a lot of our energy, our efforts, and our attention into social media. And while I do believe that is a helpful place to be, especially for certain photographers, I want to sort of stretch you just a little bit. I want you to think outside of the box, okay? Because social media has not always been around and we don't know if it's going to continue to be as it is in its form now, or if it's just going to continue to always be ever changing. And so I don't want you to get locked into this idea that you have to only use social media. I want you to think about other ways to be visible. But while we're on that note of social media, I want to talk to you about some different ways that you can really leverage your visibility strategies. So if you're using Instagram, I want you to think, or Facebook, I want you to think about how you can leverage your past clients and how you can um, ask them to share with their audience some of your work. So something that I think would be really cool is even creating a slideshow of some of your favorite images from their session and sending it to them so they can use it as a reel that they can post on their stories. 
You could also do this with just creating maybe like a little caption of something that they can share on their page that gives you a little shout out. And I don't think that this is inappropriate to ask someone. I feel like if someone worked with you and you enjoyed working with them, you could probably tell if they enjoyed working with you. And people always want to help. They want to see your business succeed. And if you don't ask people, they don't always think to do it, right? They might want to. They might genuinely love the photos, but we as humans are so busy as a society, right? Like, If someone gives me the words and gives me the idea and asks, hey, would you mind sharing this on Instagram sometime this week or next week? Or would you mind sharing this post out on Facebook? I would so love it. Like that, I feel like is such a simple, easy way to be more visible to reach more people. You can also think about being more visible at in-person events. So I know that trade shows are opening back up again and small boutique vendor fairs. And so this is a really great opportunity for you to be more visible to an audience that maybe hasn't met you yet. Hey, Mama. I wanted to take a quick minute to invite you to join us for a free masterclass called Productivity with Purpose. In this masterclass, I will be teaching you how to purposefully time block your schedule to achieve peace and productivity. You can expect to learn how to create a master task list and establish time blocks, how to assign the tasks and protect those time blocks, and how do you actually stick to the schedule you create? And then finally, we're going to be talking about how to eliminate distractions to get more done in less time. I don't want your calendar to control you anymore. So if you are ready to grab your free seat, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash productivity. And I can't wait to see you there. Now I want to talk about number two, because I think it sort of overlaps with visibility, and that's relationship marketing. So this can be a really great way to be visible. So I'm going to talk about relationship marketing in the sense of being visible to new audiences, and then I'm going to talk to you about using relationship marketing to engage with potential clients, people that you would really like to work with. So In the instance of relationship marketing as it relates to vendors, a great way for you to be visible is to partner with like-minded vendors. So when I was in the wedding industry, that was one of my number one visibility strategies was focusing on networking with venues, wedding planners, and other photographers. And the reason for this is because when I grow my network, I grow my business. So the more people that you can create and cultivate relationships with, the faster your business will grow. Okay, so I want you to think about the niche of photography that you currently have. And if you haven't niched down yet, I absolutely encourage you to listen to episode 72 right after this, and it's called The Power of Niching Down. And really, 
This whole visibility and relationship marketing piece is going to continue to feel very overwhelming if you don't know who you're speaking to, if you don't know who you're serving. And I think the relationship marketing piece becomes so much simpler when you know, because then you're like, oh, I'm a maternity photographer. Oh, I'm a newborn photographer. And I know exactly who I should network with, right? And so I think it's really important that you have that niche first before you start thinking about this. Otherwise, you're going to have a list of so many vendors and different um, people to connect with, and it's going to feel overwhelming. So this is really where I feel like you should spend a lot of your time is that relationship piece is getting to know those other people. So I mentioned getting to know other photographers and you could be wondering like, why would I do that, Ashley? Why do I want to, you know, socialize with my competition? Well, the really great thing about getting niched down is that not every photographer has the same niche. So find other photographers who don't have the same niche as you and network with them so that you can refer business to their niche and they can refer business to yours. And I I don't want you to leave out your same niche because what happens is they still, if they get booked on a certain day, they'll still refer people to you. So it's always a great way to have that visibility and to have, you know, more potential for clients if you are networking with photographers as well. So I hope that sort of gives you a really good idea and a good picture of how you can start to use that to your benefit. So let's talk about relationship marketing as it relates to potential clients. So what I mean by this is just getting onto Instagram, getting onto Facebook, and starting to engage with people that are in your area. It's easy to see an engaged couple and know that you're a wedding photographer and sort of want to like, you know, talk to them and let them know you're a photographer. So you can do that, but you don't always know who's looking for a family photographer. So I just recommend getting out there and getting to know people that are in your area, whether that's on social media or just going out into the world. Now that the world feels like it's opening up again, meeting people in person. That in-person connection, I think, is something that so many of us are missing right now. And I think it's so valuable to have that those in-person connections. Because think of meeting someone in person versus meeting them online. Like how much more connected do you feel to a person when you've seen their face, you've talked to them in real life, and you've maybe even had a chance to shake their hand? Like you know, like, and trust them way more than if you just met them online. So I think it's really important. Now, I wasn't planning on sharing this, but I think it is so valuable. I used to sell Pampered Chef way, way, way back in the day, and they had this really cool strategy that I think we all could benefit from. And basically what they said was they said, every single day, tell three people about your business in person. Three people. Like whoever you meet, just tell people what you do and have business cards with you and just say like, hey, I ha- I'm challenging myself to tell three people about my business every day and I would love to hear what you do or whatever. Like, and you don't have to be creepy about it. You don't have to go up to strangers on the street. But like, if you meet someone at the park, strike up a conversation and let them know what you do. If you are checking out at Target, 
Let them know what you do. Weave that into your conversation. Again, it doesn't have to be super awkward and weird, but like tell three people about your business every single day. How much more successful would our businesses be if people just actually knew what it is that we did and we weren't relying on social media all the time? Okay, I want to talk to you about your nurture strategy. So this is going to be, how are you going to stay relevant and top of mind to those people who are following you? So I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I truly believe that every photographer needs to have a way to serve their past clients, future clients, new potential clients, aside from just being on Instagram. You need to have your own platform that you can repurpose. So I think having a blog for a photographer is essential. And you get to pick the pace. If you want to put out a new blog post every single week, I think that's great. If you can only commit to every other week, that's that's great too. And then also, of course, be blogging your sessions because that's definitely important for SEO as well. And that's another way to be visible is being found on Google and SEO. So when we're talking about nurture, I want you to think about creating anchor content which basically just means that you're going to create one piece of content and then you're going to be able to pull from that and you're going to be able to create, you know, different um, reels from that, different podcasts, episodes, different emails, all on that anchor content. And so I want you to be thinking about what blog posts would be beneficial for your audience. And you don't always have to be the one that writes the the content. You could interview people. I know for a while I did a series on my photography blog where I would interview other people. So like, for instance, I did a how to choose your wedding photographer blog post. And then I did one about how to choose your wedding um, DJ. So I interviewed a DJ and I used a lot of his words and his content on my blog just based on what he was saying to me. And it's just really cool to get that perspective. And then I was able to have content to share, but it wasn't all my content. A lot of it came from him and I just sort of formatted it and put it into a blog post. Now, blog posts do not have to be super long. It could be something very short and sweet, but that at least offers some tips and value. Now, really great place, a really great place for you to get ideas for this is to pull your audience. Put yourself in the shoes of a potential client. So if you're a newborn photographer, what are these people going to want to know and what's going to be relevant to them and pique their interest? You can also check Google, Pinterest, and YouTube for different ideas of topics that you could cover that are popular um, surrounding your niche of photography. Okay, so the next step after nurture is going to be to invite. So once you have connected with someone, what's the next step? What's the call to action? Are you going to invite them to hop on a call so that you can learn more about their session and send them a proposal? Are you going to invite them to join your email list? 
So sometimes I've had clients reach out to me before and it doesn't work out. But instead of just me leaving it at that, I invite them to join my email list so we can keep in touch in case they need a photographer in the future and it does work out for us to work together. So that's a really great invite strategy as well. You always want to be thinking about cultivating those relationships, even with people who maybe can't afford you at the time, or maybe found another photographer that was available on their date, or whatever the case may be. Don't just let that lead dissipate. Actually turn that lead into a part of your community, and maybe it'll work out that you can work together in the future. Okay, and lastly, let's talk about an epic client experience. So now that you have these clients and you are bringing in revenue, how are you going to take care of your clients? How are you going to make sure that they feel so taken care of? How are you going to make sure that they are never left wondering what's next and that they don't have to reach out and say, what should I be working on right now? You should always be one step ahead of them. Inside the Side Hustler to CEO program, there is an entire lesson all about client journey and client experience. And you might be thinking to yourself like, oh, those kind of sound the same. How are they different? Well, the client journey is going to be the step-by-step path that your client goes on from start to finish as they work with you. That's sort of how you're going to build out your workflow. And the client experience is how your client feels while they're on the journey. And so they are similar in some senses, but they are really quite different if you think about it. Inside that lesson, I also provide a template on Trello so that you can track your leads and you can walk your clients through every step of the journey so that you can tweak the workflow that I've put in there to match what works best for you and your clients. And then inside that lesson are tons of tips for how to enhance that client journey because it is seven times easier to keep an existing client than it is to go out and find a new client. So if you can provide an incredible experience for each of your clients, they're going to be so much more willing to come back to you in the future or become your biggest raving fans who are going to create that marketing machine for you and you're not going to have to do as much of that work. Okay, so I know this has kind of been a lot to marinate on, but the next step that I want you to do is to brain dump all the things that you want to do in your business and find out where they fit with these five key marketing strategies. So maybe you want to start a new blog. That would be perfect. That can go right under the nurture section here. Um, Go through each section, the visibility, relationship marketing, nurture, invite, and then the client experience and write down those goals that you have that fit each one of those. I recommend picking just one thing to be your main focus and then you can, you know, have some extra things on there that you want that are maybe bonuses, but I want you to just focus on one thing for each. And then I want you to really go through and narrow down um, those top five goals. 
So I'll share with you my goals that I had set for 2021, which was to build the Side Hustler to CEO program, to have 32 visibility opportunities, to record 52 episodes on the podcast, and my fourth goal was to grow my email list to 600 photographers. So those are my big four goals, and that's why I want you to pick really big goals because I think what tends to happen is we have a lot of really big lofty goals for our business, and we tend to be really ambitious, and we write them all down, and we have this great big plan, and then we get into life, right, into the new year, and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I have way too much on my plate. I can't believe I put all these things on my plate. And we start to feel bad and we start to feel guilty. And we do one of two things. We either kill ourselves trying to keep going and we don't want to let ourselves down, or we just completely like throw all of our goals in the trash and we're like, yeah, we'll just wing it. That's easier. And so I don't want either of those to happen to you. And so what I really want you to focus on is having four to five really big, solid goals, and then creating the action steps that you need to take that are check-offable for you to actually get to that goal. So that's the next thing I want you to do is pick those goals and then write down all the steps that you're going to have to take. So for instance, when I said that I wanted to build my Side Hustler to CEO program, I had to go through and figure out all the steps that I had to do to make that happen. So how many lessons was I going to have? When do I have to record them? How am I going to upload them? What is the workflow going to look like? Where am I going to host it? All those different things. So I had to put each of those as a task onto a, I actually did this on Trello. And I built out just a huge running list of tasks that I was going to have to do in order to succeed in hitting this goal. So you're going to do the same thing for all of your goals. So once you have all of these various steps, you can start to decide which goals are going to go in which quarter. So you could have a running goal list that's going to be, you're going to take this big audacious goal and you're going to break it down into quarterly action steps. That could be something that you are working on. So for me, that Build the Side Hustler to CEO program, that was a Q3 and Q4 goal for this year, but I will be done completely building out the program in mid-January. So just a Side note for those of you that are thinking of being a course creator in the future, I always recommend building out your course while you are enrolling people into it because it gives you incredible feedback as to what they need help with. And because the Side Hustler to CEO program is a six-month program, I am ahead of the girls that are in the program. And so obviously they haven't gotten to the lessons yet that I am recording. So what's really cool about knowing that is that I still, I have an opening for another goal moving into 2022. So I'm going to be revamping all of these goals moving forward and figuring out, okay, cool. I tackled that goal. Like what's next? So I think it's really important that you figure out when you want to tackle these goals. Are they going to be 
which quarter are they going to be in? And if they're going to be in all four quarters, break it down even more. So for me, one my next goal was 32 visibility opportunities. So that's for the entire year. But if I break it down by quarter, then I only have to do eight visibility opportunities. So for me, that's like podcasts, summits, live speaking events, brand partnerships, things like that. So that's specifically for my um, coaching business. So now that you have it broken down by quarter, you can really start to figure out what are the action steps that you're going to have to take every single week. So what I do in Trello is I map out each quarter. So let's talk about 2022. So I in Trello will put a January, February, and March lists. And then under each list, I'm going to add sub cards. So I'm going to actually map out each week that is in each month. And I'm going to write down the exact tasks that I'm going to have to accomplish each week. So I literally plan out my top three tasks that I'm going to complete each week that are working towards my big overarching quarterly goals, which also work into my big overarching yearly goals. So are you seeing how this makes sense? So every week I have my top three that I have to do that are working towards those big goals. And then everything else, all of those big audacious goals, everything else has to wait. And I call this my shiny object list. And I'm going to talk about this in next week's podcast episode when I talk about how to actually execute your goals and your planning that we're doing today, I want you to create a shiny object list. So anytime something comes to your mind where you're like, ooh, I want a new website, or ooh, I want to learn about email marketing, or ooh, I want to do this, add it to that list because if it's not one of your goals, it should not be taking precedent over everything else. So I hope that this is really starting to make sense. I hope that this is sort of starting to sink in. I know it's a lot to resonate with, but I, I really truly believe if you take the time to think about this, to write your yearly goals, to think about each of the action steps that are going to go with it and start to map it out, it will all make sense. And if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed right now and you're like, oh my gosh, like this sounds like a lot... I walk you through every step of the way of this inside the Side Hustler to CEO program. I have templates for you, Trello templates with video lessons that go through and makes this super seamless and easy for you. And then we have a private Facebook group that also supports you so you can ask me questions at any time. And then as I mentioned earlier, we have bi-weekly, so they happen every other week, coaching calls with me so that I can help you stay very crystal clear on your goals and make sure that the, the action steps that you are taking are actually working in your favor and not holding you back. So I want to be able to call out those blind spots. I want to be able to support you in any way that I can. And I actually want to make sure that the things that you are doing are focused on income generating tasks and not just sort of vanity metrics. I think we all get um, really concerned about Facebook and Instagram views and followers and engagement. And really that is not the metric that I want you to be focused on. I really want you to be focused on 
how many people you are networking with and connecting with, how you are getting found by new audiences, and then what you're doing to really nurture those people and take great care of them once they become your client. I hope that you have found today's episode helpful and that you feel fired up to go make your business plan for 2022. If you did enjoy the episode, please take a screenshot of it, share it out on Instagram, and tag me at The Purpose Gathering so that I can connect with you. As always, Mama, I am here rooting for you, and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things and life is about more than just surviving. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our free online community and connect with like-minded mom photographers, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.